I'm Merritt Rollins-Brown, Mindset and Life Coach, and you are listening to the Mindset for Mealtimes podcast, where I help you stop emotionally eating and reshape your relationship with food, yourself, and with your body. What is up, y'all? Thank you for tuning in to the Mindset for Mealtimes podcast again with me. I get really excited when I do these podcasts and I'm loving this and I hope you are as well. They're only going to get better from here. (laughs) But how are you today? My family and I have been having a lot of fun lately. We went to a local farm this past weekend and we had an absolute blast. We went through the best corn maze we have ever walked through. It was like 1.7 miles in that corn maze. And then we took a little hayride to the pumpkin patch and they also had tetherball all throughout the area. And so Bash and my husband and I kept playing tetherball. I actually loved playing tetherball as a kid, but as an adult, every time I see tetherball, it just reminds me of Napoleon Dynamite. But we all had a blast. And that was thanks to our awesome realtor who puts on these events for his clients. And he always does charity work along with these events. And so we had, um, or we donated non-perishable foods for Second Harvest. And he collected a lot of food that day. And it was just so much fun. And, oh yeah, they had, um, they had animals on the farm and... (laughs) They had some chickens and then they had two miniature ponies and one of them was just so little. It was so cute. And then they also had a baby donkey and he was adorable and so soft. So it was fun petting the animals. They also had slides and a football throwing area and a basketball area and a lot of different types of swings and then they had the gopher hole so they had a ton of things to do and it was beautiful weather i hope that y'all have been enjoying this fall weather wherever you are today i'm going to go over three ways you can become more emotionally stable so i posted on my social media about five ways to stop overeating. And I said, become aware of your thoughts, pinpoint your feelings, understand your habits, understand why you do overeat, and learn about your own reward cycle. And a reward cycle is, for example, I feel bad, I wanna feel better. Let me do something to make me feel better. So that would be giving into an urge or a false pleasure in order to make yourself feel better which oftentimes is you reaching for something external like food or alcohol and then you overeat or you overindulge and then you feel worse about yourself. Then you have thoughts like I have no self-control and then you feel guilty for overeating or over drinking and then you just feel like shit. And then you repeat that process 
but with each person, their cycle may be a little bit different. And then I said, I can help you break that cycle to stop overeating or overindulging by using mindset techniques to figure out your why behind why you do what you do. Because with everything, once you learn something, you can always unlearn it. It's like the Pavlovian law. Law? Theory. It's like what Pavlov did, (laughs) where he rang the bell for dogs. The dogs would start to salivate in preparation for getting food. So whenever the dogs heard the bell, they would salivate and know that they were about to get fed. He also trained them to unlearn that reward cycle. So he would ring the bell, the dogs would salivate, but then they would not get any food. And it took a couple of days or weeks until he rang the bell and then the dogs just didn't care. But in order to unlearn something first, you have to first understand what you have learned. And then I asked the question, what is something that you are currently struggling with? In terms of your relationship with food, yourself, your body, or body image. And I got a few responses. But I'm going to touch base on one, which was how to be more emotionally stable after a traumatic event. I'm not really going to touch base on the traumatic event part. Because I'm going to preface that I'm not a therapist, nor have I ever claimed to be a therapist. I'm a mindset and life coach. I have a psychology degree, and I never ever diagnose anybody with anything. I help you get to know yourself, sort your thoughts out, help you process your emotions in a way that is helpful for you, that will serve your future self and get you to the goals that you want to achieve in your life. What I am going to go over in that response is how to become more emotionally stable. And emotionally stable means you are able to manage your mind or manage your mindset. The first way is to become aware of your thoughts. Eckhart Tolle talks about being the watcher of your mind. So this means you can separate yourself from your thoughts. You can challenge your thoughts. You can question your thoughts. Like Byron Katie always asks the question, quote, is it true? Is this thought true? End quote. And is this thought currently serving me? Is this thought serving my future self? A lot of times we carry thoughts from our past or childhood into our present selves, therefore into our future selves. If we are not aware of what we are thinking and we don't challenge it because it becomes a belief, and a belief is a thought we have thought over and over and over again, and we feel an emotional connection with that thought. Therefore, we believe that thought to be true. If you are unaware of what's going on in your mind, then there's no way you can change it. So if you were young and somebody said, um, I don't know, you're ugly, then you may think to yourself, wow, they're right, I am ugly. Nobody's going to want to marry me when I'm older. And then once you think that thought, you're more likely to think it again. Because 
And I've said this before, our brains are like computers. They do not like wasting energy. They like to take the most efficient path between neurotransmitters and neurons, which means that path is familiar. It feels safe for them to keep thinking that thought of, I'm ugly. And if you don't ever question that, and especially if you don't, I mean, if you're a young kid, you may not have the skill sets or the ability to challenge somebody else or to stand up for yourself or something like that. But that thought keeps running through your mind and that eventually becomes what you think about yourself. And then that eventually becomes how you feel about yourself and your self-esteem. And if you are unaware of what's going on in your mind, then there's no way to change it. So the first part is becoming aware of your thoughts and being able to separate yourself from your thoughts. So if you start to go through your mind and list out your thoughts, what you think about yourself, ask why do you think this thought? So if you were to write down, I feel ugly, why do you feel ugly? What thoughts make you feel ugly? What are you thinking? Ask yourself, are these thoughts true? Why or why not? And then you can ask yourself, are these thoughts serving me? And is this what I want to think in the future? And if you're like, no, I want to be more confident. So your future self may think, I'm confident, I'm beautiful, I'm sexy, I'm strong, I'm capable, things like that. And then you can start to, whenever a thought comes across your mind, like I'm ugly, then you could basically grab that thought because now you're aware of that thought. You can grab that thought and you can take a couple of seconds and say, why am I thinking this right now? And do I want to keep thinking this? And the more you practice this, the easier it is to create those new neural pathways and neural transmitters in your mind in order for you to start thinking new thoughts. And this is not an overnight thing. It has taken me many years to confidently and certainly say that I manage my mind. I want to offer that to everybody. It is doable to start managing your mind. The second point is to really pinpoint your feelings. Because a lot of coping mechanisms that we adopt is to tune out our feelings. To not process our feelings. Because if you are not in tune with your body and your mind, we are trying to avoid or dull how we feel when we reach for those external resources. And a lot of times food or alcohol are the easy options to help dull what we're feeling. When you start to become aware of your thoughts, then you can really lean into your feelings and understand, okay, when I feel negative emotions like rejection, this is what I'm thinking about myself. And I understand this. And I also understand that this feeling of rejection is not encompassing of my life. And I know it's a feeling and I know this feeling is going to pass. And, and understanding that a feeling is just a vibration in your body 
stemming from the thoughts that you're thinking, which stem from a circumstance that you are giving meaning to. Because in life, all circumstances are neutral until you give that circumstance meaning. I can help process this by shifting my thoughts to something else. And it's not always... And this is not to make you happy all of the time because that's, life isn't happy all of the time. This is helping you get in tune with who you are and trusting yourself and loving yourself. And to process your emotions and pinpoint exactly how you're feeling and why you're feeling that at the moment. You're able to lean into those emotions and sit with those emotions and feel them without giving into urges and without giving into the false pleasures and without avoiding and buffering and giving into that short-term fix. You're able to neutralize the feeling and not have it overpower your mind or your body. You are in control of what you do and what you think in that moment. And then that emotion dissipates so much faster when you don't give into it and you don't try to escape it. And it stops you from overindulging. Once we're able to really understand our emotions, then we become emotionally free. We have emotional freedom, which means that you are trusting yourself and you are loving yourself. The good with the bad. Letting go of the shame that holds you in the past. Remembering that you can change the trajectory of your own life. And it helps you let go of that victim-based mindset. And then you become empowered by the decisions that you make. You start knowing what you want in life and going after what you want. Emotional freedom is loving yourself, your body, feeling safe in your body. Even when you want to lose weight, even when you've gained weight, even when you have stretch marks, your mind isn't being bogged down with intrusive thoughts or obsessed about every little thing and you aren't judging yourself so much and you aren't criticizing yourself or what you ate or how you look. It's understanding that you can enjoy things without questioning yourself. Emotional freedom is going to a holiday party, enjoying yourself eating cookies and a piece of cake with no regret. Your mind isn't thinking thoughts of, oh, I shouldn't eat this, or I gotta work out tomorrow, or I can't allow myself to eat anymore tonight. I have to skip lunch tomorrow because I've eaten so much bad food today. It's a holiday, so it's okay to eat whatever I want or I'll start my diet tomorrow. You learn to be present with yourself and you learn to be present with the atmosphere and connect with people and enjoy the moment that you are in. You aren't worried about what other people are thinking about you. You aren't worried about what's gonna happen tomorrow. You are in tune with your mind and your body and you are enjoying this holiday party.
And you can create new habits by learning how to rewire your brain to think different thoughts, which then allows you to take different actions. And this will help you move forward towards who you want to show up as in the future. You learn to trust your body and you learn not to restrict yourself or deprive yourself of something that can be good and pleasurable, which doesn't always have to be about food or alcohol. It can also be about relationships. Your mind becomes more clear and you can start intentionally think about what you want and about how you want to feel. And this leads you into breaking the reward cycles and taking new action steps. And then you start learning new things. You start creating new experiences for yourself, new opportunities. It'll help you propel forward in your life and help you reach your goals. When you understand your thoughts and you learn how to process your emotions, it helps you push through that wall of fear and self-doubt and self-loathing and you stop judging yourself. And when you're more kind to yourself and gentle with yourself and compassionate, it just spills over into all other areas of your life. And the third point is emotional responsibility. Emotional responsibility means leaning into all emotions and learning how to respond to them versus react to them. So reacting with emotions stems from our past self and it becomes somewhat habitual to react the same way in different situations. Reacting habitually means you think the same thoughts over and over again and this becomes ingrained in your brain and becomes your brain's most efficient way to think. And I've talked about neuroplasticity in the brain and of the reward cycle. So if you feel this way, you're going to do this to feel this way. And it's the same thing with reacting. A situation happens and again, situation or circumstance is always neutral. But a circumstance happens, you feel this way, but you want to feel a different way. Are you avoiding buffering, escaping, doling, numbing your feelings? Or are you processing your feelings? Are you feeling your feelings? Feelings are emotional responses to a thought, and we can change them. It is okay to feel vulnerable. It is okay to feel lonely and heartbroken. It is okay to feel grief, and it's also okay to feel joy and gratitude and happiness. When we are shutting down or not functioning as our highest self, we are in resistance to feeling a negative emotion, so much so that all of our energy goes to resisting the original negative feeling that came up. What is your nervous system telling you to do? Typically, our nervous system is reacting to situations before our brains catch up. Responding stems from your future self. You get your brain off of autopilot and you start being self-aware of your thoughts and you decide consciously how you're going to show up in situations. Your thoughts create your feelings and your feelings determine what you do and how you act and how you react or respond. The more you're able to pause your brain and ask what it is thinking and why, or if this is even true, or this thought is serving me, the more you will start to respond. You practice being self-aware once a day, then twice, then four times a day, until responding becomes a habit. And yes, of course, we all have human brains and experience human experiences, and we will definitely fuck it up 
every once in a while, but that's okay. It matters how you respond to that fuck up because that is how you are showing up in the world. It matters how you are responding to yourself. Do you respond by judging yourself? Do you get down on yourself or feel bad or mad at yourself for, I don't know, yelling at your kids or eating a box of cookies? Or do you give yourself some grace? And are you speaking to yourself in a gentle manner? Gentle manner? <laughs> are you speaking to yourself in a gentle manner versus beating yourself up? I think it's vitally important to check in with ourselves every day and ask ourselves, how am I feeling and why am I feeling this way? And ask yourself, what am I thinking? Is this thought true? Is this thought serving me or my future self? And how can I change this thought if it is not serving me? And then you need to think about what results in your life do you want to create? Our thoughts connect to our feelings. Our feelings connect to our habits. And what we do and how we react and how we respond, that connects us to our results in our life. So if you have a goal, are you achieving that? Why or why not? Are you moving the needle to indicate whether or not you're making progress towards that goal each day? Why or why not? And it all comes down to your thoughts. Feelings do not have to be a problem. You understand that you can change your thoughts and therefore you can change your feelings about that circumstance. And that starts with self-belief because self-belief means maintaining the mastery of skills to obtain the attitude to be who you authentically are. It's like what Abraham Maslow teaches with self-actualization, where it's learning to be confident in one's ability and be independent of others' opinions or judgments of who you are and what your truth is. Creating clarity with your reality. Becoming emotionally responsible while leaning into all emotions and developing a security of yourself. We have the ability to strengthen our self-worth our self-belief, our self-intent, by understanding our worth. You understand that everyone has an equal amount of worthiness regardless of the mistakes that have been made or the wrong choices that have been made or what has happened in the past. Nothing can take away from our worthiness, just like nothing we do can add to our worthiness. So to wrap this podcast up, the three things that will help you become more emotionally stable is becoming aware of your thoughts, pinpointing your feelings and becoming emotionally free and becoming emotionally responsible. So the question from last week was what book are you currently reading or what's the last book you have read? So right now I'm reading um, the Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley and that's like my light read because I'm also reading French Women Don't Get Fat by Marielle Giuliano. Hopefully I said her name right. I also picked up her cookbook French Women Don't Get Fat cookbook which is a fun read and I may do a little series on those two books which I'm excited for. But the question for this week is, what is your favorite fall recipe? It could be a drink, a breakfast dish, lunch, dinner dish, dessert or snack. 
but what is something you always love to make in the fall? And as always, you can DM me your answers over on Instagram at Merritt Rollins Brown. That's M-E-R-I-T-T-R-O-L-L-I-N-S-B-R-O-W-N. And I will talk to y'all next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Mindset for Mealtimes podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to check out my Mindset for Mealtimes program over on MeritRollinsBrown.com. That's M-E-R-I-T-T-R-O-L-L-I-N-S-B-R-O-W-N.com. And if you need any additional support, feel free to DM me over on Instagram at Merritt Rollins Brown.